Davies in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is atypical for the Amina Margot. Bar quickly gets it back again. Oh, but what a goal! Well, that sums up her season. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, because we don't just do recordings in the UK and we have listeners from around the world. And thank you for joining us again for episode 22. Um, tonight, as always, I've got Matt with me. How are you, Matt? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I've just been a long week, although the 4 0 over Brighton has, has made it a little bit sweeter. Couldn't ask it for it twice, but hey, they're not going to allow that to happen, are they, really? And also joining us as ever is Adam. Adam, how are you? Um, okay. Um, I mean, you know, it was a rubbish weekend. I think we can all agree. The fact that the highlight of the weekend was watching Chelsea lift a trophy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that is the lowest of like minus 10 on the sort of cheerometer scale of like things to enjoy, um, you know. It was it wasn't a great weekend, but as you say, thankfully we already had a uh, an Arsenal win, women's win in the bag. They were able to beat Brighton, um, succeeding where the men failed, um, and um, yeah, hoping they can repeat the trick um, tomorrow night as well, as we shall discuss. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll leave that till later in the show, though. But at the moment, our latest transfer rumor is Laura Frag Fragang, who's a forward um, for over in Frankfurt. We're interested. Chelsea are interested. City, Lyon, Bayern Munich and Barcelona. I mean, there's some re- pretty massive names in there that have won Champions League titles, minus two teams. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on, <laughs> on it, Matt? Sorry, guys. I had to just burst out into laughter. and I'm just... That was cold. It's like, oh, they're all Champions League winning teams. Apart from two. It's true, though. It's true, though. It's, it's like, if you think about it, how many finals and, and semi-finals have Chelsea been to and bottled it? Let's be real. And and who's the other team it's, you mentioned that wasn't in return? Oh, Man, Man, Man City just don't get out. Of the, um, they don't even get that. They don't even get out of the group. Exactly. They don't. They don't they, you I have you haven't seen it. So, Leon have won Champions League. Bayern Munich, Barcelona, and the Arsenal have won have won Champions League titles, regardless of how long it was ago for us. <laughs> by the way, but yeah, what are your thoughts on on signing Laura, Matt? Well, this is a player that I think a lot of us kind of looked at and. Although she was a bit of a bit part player in for Germany, she did really well actually in that Euros last season, and she is she seems to be the star of the show over at Frankfurt. Um, it'll be interesting because they are currently in their that third spot for Champions League, so essentially we could end up playing uh, Frankfurt come the qualification stage, um, but. I, it, it's an interesting one. I think it we do need a forward, but whether or not mm-hmm. it will be Laura, um, she wouldn't be like top on the list. I think a lot of people will probably know who I think would know who we all kind of want. We all have our own ideas of who we want. Um, for me, 
Alessia Russo's top of that list. Laura Frygan would be a perfect number two on that mm-hmm. list. Um, sh- should we not get Alessia this summer? Yeah, no, the thing is, with, with where I was talking to Mays on Devils Unite TV last night, they've got 12 players out for contract in the summer. So it's going to be interesting to see. And they've got another seven at the end of next season. So that's 19 in two seasons. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, if anybody did miss it, I was on their um, Maisie's channel, Devil United, last night. Um, really great show, talking about all things WSL for the top four teams. If you do want to check it out, please go and check it out. Give her a like and a sub. Absolutely brilliant channel. Um, I did definitely enjoy myself, that's for sure. Um, but no, another massive congratulations to Beth Mead. She is now an MBE, which... We kind of saw that coming, didn't we, Adam? Yeah, no, I mean... Oh, dear. Okay. Adam? Your player between her feet. No, go. Try again. Hello? Yeah, sorry, yeah. She's she's won everything going. Oh, oh, for goodness sake. Yes. I think we've temporarily lost Adam there. Matt, what are your thoughts on Beth Mead becoming an M- MBE? It's just becoming almost memeable at the moment, the MBE <laughs> stuff. Um, I think a lot of what this comes down to the New Year's Day honours list, doesn't it? So essentially this has come from the member, the that list. She was very vital for that, that Euros win. Um, she provided some special moments. So, and especially considering how hard the last couple of years has been for her, both on and off the pitch, it was a great way to get some sort of recognition for her. And I was glad to see her do see that. And it was quite interesting interview she was giving afterwards as well. Yeah, no, definitely, 100%. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm such a massive fan of Beth. Anything she does, I'm like, yes, you go, girl. So, um. Uh, no, but in other news, Matt's favourite player has re-signed her contract, and that is Miss Leah Walty. She's she's staying. Oh, oh, it's coming. Uh, up. All, all, all our audio listeners, she Matt is currently holding up his signed Leah Walty photograph. He absolutely adores this woman. Matt, what does it mean to you that she's staying? This uh, uh, it's difficult to put into words, but I'll try and do it as as easy as I can. There's nobody likely of Volti in the world. There are similar players that can do similar things, but it's just, excuse you, Volti. Um, but there's, there is just no one like Leah that would be able to do what Leah does. And, oh, excuse you again. <laughs> she, she's a fantastic player and what she's been able to do for me, when I started watching, she was always one to keep an eye on. And she was fantastic. And I remember watching her live. She was just one player that always, always made me want to see what she was doing both on and off the, the ball. Um, it was, I mean, I mean, we have some fantastic players that still make me want to look at them as an individual and see how well they do. Like Casey, Katie's doing at the moment. Kim Little does it as well at times. There's other times I'll, I will be looking over at Manu and other players across the pitch. It's not just about where the ball is, it's about 
where they are when they're positioning themselves and Leah Volti does that very well. Um, the fact she's also captain on the Switzerland team, it means we've also got more experience. So I think the problem was always going to be how do you replace a player like Leah Volti if you were to lose her? And the answer is going to be we're going to have to wait and see until we're further down the line. Thankfully. Yes. Thankfully. Um, Adam is now back in the room. Yeah. Back to my original. I'm going to quick fire two questions at you because we Go have been done a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on Beth Mead's MBE? And also Leah Valti's new contract. And there's oh. something else that we will talk about just yeah, after so that. Well, that happened to you on social yes, media. I got so, so firstly, Beth Mead, um, absolutely thrilled. As people know, I've been sort of, ever since I sort of... Oh no. Not another one. <laughs> of the Arsenal women. I learned that... They have... You are joking. You are joking. Please tell me you're joking. No, you're back now. Go on. You're fine. You're good. Now you're not. Yeah. As people know, I'm a massive... You are winding me up, are you? Oh, you're good. No, yeah, you're good. I'm a massive Beth Mead fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Beth Mead, I'm a massive Bessie fan, as everyone knows. I've started supporting her properly. Um, so when joined the Arsenal women sort of fan base, everyone has yes, there has to be a player that you represent, and I chose Beth Mead because she's got an amazing goal against Brighton at the Amex. And I'm really glad that I've invested my stocks in her because she's been absolutely superb um the previous year and yeah, won everything that mattered, player of the tournament, Euros, sports personality of the year, Freedom of Scarborough. And now she's added uh, an MBE to her um, uh, ever-expanding collection, um, along with, I think, Lucy Bronze. I think Lucy Bronze got one as well. So it's great that she got the recognition. And um, I just can't wait to see her back on the pitch next season. Um, I did see in the coverage um, of the weekend, they mentioned that she's now gone from out of the World Cup to a doubt. For me, she's out of the World Cup. I don't think she should go to the World Cup. I think with an ACL like that, stay at home. As Arsenal up. fans, none of us want her to go. Oh, I don't want any. I mean, even Leah Williamson's gone into possible, and I'm like, no, I don't want any, none of them are going. Yeah, <laughs> keep keep my home, no. make a cover. Stay at home. Uh, you can go and support them, but you're not playing. Um, as, as for Leah Volti, um, thrilled she's signed a new contract because she is so 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 crucial at in that midfield. Um, my worry is is the fact that a bit like sort of Kim Little, we are so reliant on her being fit and playing every game. Which isn't healthy. I mean, and number number sixes are in such short supply um, in women's football, and we need we need to somehow find either create one or, or find one someone who can be the other Leah Volti. And originally, I think that was going to be Marlon Goot until she sadly, you know, had an ACL and stood away from football together. She would have been almost the heir apparent. So that's the next step for Jonas. We've bought, we've got some time. We've got Yon, um, Leah Volti's, you know, hanging around for a few more years. But while she's here, we need to have a succession place or or, or alternative solution. Um, because if Leah Volti had done a ACL, I don't think we'd be in the shot for third place. Put that way. So that's that's the next bit. But I'm filled. I'm There's currently a great touching clip. wood because you've just said yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, anybody else who's listening to this podcast, please touch wood because he's got a yeah. habit of this. Um, <laughs> A great clip on Twitter, um, AWFC Lips um, put it up, and it's a long ball against Liverpool, and she lands at her feet and she kills it dead. Her touch is just amazing, and with both feet as well. Just such such a uh, crucial play. It's no wonder that teams like Man City and Chelsea have been trying to sniff around and, and, 
and, and get her because she is that good. Um, so we're very lucky that she's opted to um, stick around. Oh, no, definitely 100%. Um, very, uh, ha very happy belated birthday to Miss Jen Beatty. Um, I think mm. for me personally, one of my favourite moments of the season is her knocking Pop over after a goal. Yes. Pop thought she was sorely pretty wrong and Jen was like, nah, not going to have none of that. Um, but I am going to ask you both, what is your favourite Jen Beatty moment? What, this season or overall? Whenever you whenever you like, but for me, it's, it's got to be this season, that moment. Problem it is, a lot, of great, a lot of great BT moments happened before I started properly watching them. So things like the scoring hat-tricks against Chelsea and Barcelona mm -hmm. um, were pretty. My favourite moment is when she scored against Brighton in, 20, I think it's 2020. It was away at Brighton, it was lockdown season. She scored uh, away at Brighton, final win. And every player came over and piled on her and cheered with her. And it was only until later because that she just it was because that she had just discovered that she had um, cancer. Uh, I think it was breast cancer, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And um, that was just after her diagnosis. And it was just a really sort of beautiful moment for her. And obviously, thankfully, she was then obviously able to to fight it off. Um, and you know, congratulations to her. And she, you know, she kept on playing even through all the radiotherapy. But that moment there was just a really beautiful moment you know it wasn't a, a, a game winning goal but it was just a, a brilliant moment sort of almost of a hu humanity sort of perspective so I, that's that's my favorite beating moment. that's the moment i'll remember matt adam's kind of hit the nail on the head because <laughs> i was thinking along those lines and actually i was just thinking back to this season even the goal against leeds you look at and think yeah, she everyone nice just goal. sort of ran to her and, and it just was like, oh, congratulations. She kind of looked a little bit dazed, if I'm honest. It's just like, what? The ball's gone in. I thought, I thought, yeah, but the thing is, when it hits you square on the head, you, you know yourself when you play football, you're like, if it goes in, you're more worried about your head than anything else. Even I stand there, I'd stand there a bit dazed if, uh, I think, was it a Katie McKay ball in? Was it, if I remember rightly? She's in a or, is it, or was it Steph Catley? It's it one of those been, two. Yeah, it's Katie go. I actually remember last. Uh, yeah, last season Katie whipped a corner in, and Leah scored against. Yeah. Uh, scored at the front post, and yeah. she's well, she, she was dazed. She exactly. Was, if you just think about the amount of power Steph Catley or Katie McKay put behind that ball, you are going to be a bit dazed. I think I personally thought, for me that would knock me out. <laughs> just personally, I think Steph delivers it a little bit more gently than Katie. Mm. Katie goes and wallops it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but still, if you think about the amount of power they put behind the ball, and then it, yeah, I'm not surprised she was a bit dazed. Um, Frida Leonardson Marnham has been nominated for PFA Fans Player of the Year. Please go and get your votes done at arsenal.com or via the AWFC Twitter. The link is on their page. Um, we also had on the On Her Side Awards last night. Alex Scott won, won the Broadcaster of the Year. The boss, Genocide of Arles, got Manager of the Year with Carla Ward and Mark and Skinner coming in second and third. Uh, Manu Zimsberger unfortunately came second for goalkeeper of the season um, to Mary Earps. And the player of the season goes to the one and only Frida Leonardson Marnham, player of the year, who she does fly under the radar so much, but this mm. season it's been her time to shine. I so, no, definitely. We're all really pleased to her, but Let's get down to what we're really here for. Hang on, that's... hang on, hang on, hang on. Are we not talking about the Leah Volti contract announcement? Are we not going to... I forgot it. Oh, yeah, my no, God. Yeah, I know you did. I've been waiting Sorry. for you to bring it up. 
Right, anyway, back to Leah Volti, everybody. <laughs> so, on social media, media, if you haven't seen Undercover Volti, you've got to go and check it out because our Adam, <laughs> he got he he got got rumbled by Leah herself with with him and his memes. Yeah. Um. So Adam, like, how does that feel? Um. I. I it was very. There's a. Uh, there's a meme I put of it. Well, with Jeff, and it's the, the Marge Simpson sort of covering her face in in shame, and it, it was very much that. And it was it was Matt who told me about it because um was it was it over the weekend was it came out was it on the Friday? Yeah. You you must have been out on the tracks, weren't you? No, they were probably watching the football or or, or <laughs> one of the two. Um, no, it, Matt Warming said, "Oh, you know, you've been rumbled on Twitter or something." And I thought, "What's going on here?" And then, yeah, I watched the uh, the video. Can we just say it's a genius piece of marketing from Arsenal? But before we even get into the fact that I, you know, I got my pants down, absolutely brilliant. Um, I do sadly think it's going to be a one-off because now they've sort of done this. They can't do it again because people are going to be expecting it. So um, I'm, I'm they'll leave it a couple of seasons and then it will reemerge. That's the way yeah, to do it. People it. will forget about it unless you are one of them people in that video. Yeah, people yeah. will forget about it. But it's it's one of those things. Like I did the, I did the joke. It was a joke ages ago because actually the, the greater content was that Leah Volti was kicking a ball in the net, answering questions. It was like mm-hmm. something. And I just did a, a sort of a joke version of one of suggesting is she going to stay or, or go. Of course, what we didn't realise is by then she'd already decided. And uh, yeah, just an innocuous comment appeared at the bottom, just said stick it in the right goal. I mean, it was so like innocuous because it was a username that is looks like a bot. The yeah. amount of followers are bot. It did. It did. And you just, and just, I just gave it absolutely no thought whatsoever. You ignored Leah Volti. Oh, the shame, shame! I ignored someone, you know, on on Twitter. I mean, you know, strike me down. Um, and yeah, seeing it come up in a video and seeing, and I first I was impressed that she actually said my name and not didn't go for my handle. Um, which you know changes with the times. Uh, at the time, it was um, Adoria Saltova, and um, thankfully, I, I thought it was, no. You've changed it to Leah Salty now, haven't I you? It, I changed it before. I changed oh. it. Before. This did it happen because I changed it because the contract was announced, and I thought yeah. well, I need to be named now. So I've, I'm now Leah Salty, which I thought actually is quite good. Um, <laughs> and then the thing broke, and I watched it. And the moment my name came up, I just had to put my phone on the table and just sort of scream into my hands. <laughs> No, no. The thing is, it has to. It had to be you. I mean, you're going on one of the mural, murals on the Arsenal. Yeah. It just had to be you. Do you know what I mean? Getting all this recognition, peering on the t- peering in the crowd with a, a scarf in the air. You know. But the camp, the cameras always seem to find you though. That's the yeah. thing. Waving flags. You've got the boring straight, straight expression. Your scarf up in the air, and it's just. just I'm convinced they look. They, they, that the cameraman that does it's got to be the same person to look out for you. I think we might have lost him again. Just to mention that as well. Go on, Adam, before we lose you again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say the camera loves, everyone loves about the part from Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's just... It's... Oh, no, we've lost you again. Right. Watch the video all the way through. And... Uh, really... <laughs> Okay, I think it, Adam is having an argument with his Wi-Fi currently. Um, but, I am. I'm my computer. 
Okay, and I think he I think he's back now, although he is currently frozen for our YouTubers um who are watching. But yeah, no. I just Matt, did you want to continue what you were gonna say earlier? Uh, just say I think what I think a lot of us were through thrown offwards because it was thirteen tweets or mm. replies. It and it was um she only followed three random people as well. So it might <laughs> So it was. It was just very. It's. It's nice to see that they're doing different things with contract renewals. It's not like the same. Same old rubbish. Yeah. You see, sometimes you get with the new signings, it'll be like a a black and white screen or something like that, and all of a sudden, like it comes into color and I think background. I do feel because Leo Volti and Kim that have been wrapped up like being the other reason when they've been around the club so much, they know what it means to be an Arsenal player. They know, especially with someone like Kim as well. She knows what she means to the fans, so they're gonna they're gonna have something like that. I did like the the, the video was very much talking about their life. There's a lot yeah. of photos, a lot of memories on there, and yeah. they're all both Kim's and and Leah's were both at Emirates Stadium, sort of emphasising that the home of Arsenal, all Arsenal, is at Emirates Stadium. Yeah, no, it is 100%. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it 100% is. I mean, with more games being put there next season, the integration and the slow move over will happen. And personally, I hope they do sell individual tickets because not all men's fans are going to want to go to the women's games. And then there's fans and families who want to go to the women's games, but they won't, they, they won't be able to get tickets if you double up on tickets. So it's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, on that subject, but I'm sure we can, we can, we can, we I could spend hours talking about that. But I'll now get into the Brighton yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> Have I forgotten anything? No, no, just just, just check in. Post, yeah. Just, just saying, check yeah. in. <laughs> Genius move by Arsenal. Can't wait for the next contract announcement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally got down to Brighton. No frozen pitches. Um, Brighton went with a four-two-two-three-one. Uh, they had Walsh, Kulberg, Morse. Uh, Berg's fund, Patterson, Stefanovic, Olm, Green, Turland, Robinson, and Guillemin. I think I've pronounced that properly. Um, whereas, what did you make of that lineup, Matt? Against us, well, Poppy Patterson is a player that I, I quite uh, enjoyed from a time at Everton. Um, she's she's a player that is always a good backup, and mm-hmm. I think she should be realistically pushing for an England squad place at the moment considering the issues we're having at full back at the moment especially if Alex Greenwood decides that she's going to be a centre back for the rest of her career uh, it frees up a position that someone can take unfortunately Gabby um, will talk about Everton later on but it's just a, a bit of a shame about that but Brighton I think th- the problem is is that we were probably expecting a team that had that similar fight against Manchester United in that semi-final and it just didn't come about for whatever reason and it was a real shame. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, they've had that new manager bounce for a little bit now. They're safe. They're now safe. They're right. I feel like they're safe on 60. So I remember right there on 16 points. Um, So I do feel it for the London City Lionesses at this stage. With their man, with the Brighton manager, um, because she kind of left them, went to the US for six months, come back, and now she's doing great in top flight football. But 
I guess what that's mm. what that experience does for you. Um, it's a bit bittersweet. Um, but for the Arsenal, uh, we had a three. 3-4-2-1. We have Manu Zinsberger, Lotte Wobbemoy, Jen Beatty, Raffaele, Salza, Noel Maritz, Pelo- uh, Victoria Pelova, Frida Leonardson Marnham, Katie McCabe, Jodie Taylor, Bl- Stina Blackstenius, and Katrina Mullacool. But Jodie Taylor wasn't originally meant to be in that lineup. It was meant to be Leah Volti. Unfortunately, she was unwell. Um, mm. I am going to correct Sky because she was not injured. And when you see that and you've not seen the build-up, you tend to freak out. <laughs> so she was, in fact, ill. Um, Adam, what did you make of, make of Taylor coming in for uh, Volte? Well, I think we were all thinking the same thing when we saw Volte um, drop out in the warm-up. Reminds us of a certain away game against mm-hmm. a team that also begins with letter B that happened last season. Yeah, mm-hmm. Matt was there, had a great time, talks many times about it. Um, <laughs> once memories made. Um, yeah, I think we were all worried. And yeah, Jody Taylor, that's not a like for like swap, that's a change in formation, that's mm-hmm. a rejig. That again, um, and I think that was almost sort of the bigger, bigger problem is Arsenal mm-hmm. obviously used to playing a particular shape with players in a particular position, even if they are playing out of their normal position. But the nature of the dropout means you're having to change the entire formation you've been practicing in all de- all week to accommodate the ex- to get to, to make up the numbers. Um, so I wasn't feeling great about it, but I was intrigued to see how Jodie Taylor would do because she's sorry normally been a, a substitute coming on for Steena. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was intrigued to see how she would play as a starter working with Steena in attack rather than a, as an alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, the question was whether our midfield could um last without volte in so it was a uh, yeah completely rejigged it was uh, I'm, I'm trying to mentally work out what our midfield was now because if we're playing a back five i'm assuming it was just pullover and and then if that's the case and uh, yeah we... no sky sky had molecule uh, molecule up um on the wings opposite wing to taylor uh to jody taylor and then steel up top ah right so yeah. that's that's a possibility but we know how we know how reliable Sky are. When I was checking who crossed into one to one of the goals, it's Moritz, not Maritz. Moritz. Yes, our new right back, uh, Noel yeah. Moritz. Um, yes, I look forward to seeing her next season. Um, yeah, it, it, I was worried, and, and I was worried for about six minutes. Um, I was watching it on my Sky Go app, so people in my WhatsApp group were watching watching on the terrestrial were ahead of the feed. And so very kindly told me that um, Steena had scored um, whilst we had the ball knocking around our back line. So I thought, oh, so I'd look forward to it. This is fantastic. Um, and it seemed to just sort of go from there. Again, I would say this is a big difference from last season. We yeah. lost a, the key um, the key stone of our midfield. We went to a team who are down the bottom end of the table, away from home, who we were expecting to be. And we actually did win, you know, which seems like nothing. But that's what lost one of the reasons why we lost last season. We didn't do that. So very glad that we sort of got over that one. And this is a Brighton team. I think we, this Brighton team are better than Birmingham. I mean, they gave May United a run for their money in the semi-final. So, oh, definitely. Um, yeah. I've actually got a question for you both. Go on. How many goals for and against do you think Brighton and Arsenal scored against each other? In, the, in, in WSL? WSL. WSL only, yeah. Um, well, the I'm, last say the last nine games. I'm trying to think of Brighton game goals they have scored. I can think of. It's just this just upstairs now, so I can think of maybe one or two they've mainly scored. Very hot. Brighton scored. 
I'm going to say somewhere in the region of 25 goals we've scored. Okay, Matt? I reckon it's higher. I th- if if you take into account uh, last season at home, we won 3-1. Um, a lot of our games have been Arsenal have been winning by, if I remember the stat, is that Brighton failed to score uh, in about five, I think five of the nine meetings in WSL against us. So that would probably, I would say it's probably around, I was I was going to say 30, but I think I might push it out to 35. Oof. Okay, so at the moment, Brighton have scored two. Yes, we have two. scored 32 against them. I mean, you're very close, Matt, but you decided yeah, to go for the higher options that you're a little, little fire out far <laughs> out. Adam, you're too low, unfortunately. But yeah, no, that was the stat I was looking at. I was like, wow. I know. And I it does mean they does mean they've got nearly a hundred percent loss record against us. Nearly. Yeah. It, I mean, when you look at the fixtures, it is the, what you would say. And this is no offense to Brighton because I've got love, love for Brighton. They are the banker. You know, if you want, if you need a team, I need three points. You think Brighton, right? That's where they're going to win. And it was another win. Um, and yes, I was really surprised just how quick we were able to cut them open. Just just the speed and the ease. Just the, mm. I mean, we were playing. We weren't. We were playing with a back five. We were playing a defensive team. Um, but the way we we ploughed through a, a bright defence that's known to be usually quite well structured was really bizarre to watch. I mean, the first goal. I mean, defensively, I think one of the players fell over in in the movie. Yeah, Walsh Walsh slipped over. I thought I I put I put my hand up and I thought, oh no, that's a foul. Please, no, 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 because she scored. And then watch replay. She slipped over her own feet. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and scored again and it just got stranger and stranger yeah no 100% I mean Christina to have two in two minutes is just, <laughs> how do I put it it's unbelievable <laughs> Jeff you know, you know that is, the, that is it's just the best expression I can think of that comes to mind but she is, it's like with the, with the first one obviously Walsh like slips over slips over her own feet and then it's mm. fired into the into the goal, the bottom corner. Walsh just doesn't get her hands to it at all. Um mm. I mean the second one's like, like Steena just pinches the ball before picking like picking a spot to like to put the ball in the back of the net. Like Walsh I just Walsh just wasn't reacting quick enough for me. Matt, what are your thoughts on Steena's both goals? Should she have had a hat trick? She really should have, and the annoying thing is, is that the uh, the one that was given offside, she wasn't offside because no. she was out because um, I think it was Poppy Patterson at the time. She was actually behind play, and it is it is a bit of a bizarre one. But this is what happens in the league when you don't have that interaction like you do at the Premier League and the Champions League knockout rounds. I, I was talking about this with Maisie the other day, and. I enjoy not having it because you get those conversations back and those debates back. Is it offside? Is it is it a goal? Those conversations is what I used to love about football. Now we get all to this technology technology in for the men's game. It's like I'm not going to sit here and argue. That's my opinion, sort of thing. And people will go out their way to tell you why you're wrong. Mm. Whereas with the women's, you can actually have in depth conversations about it and actually debate about it. I'd I'd rather see it as like the women's need to. Te- they're taking things from the men's game, but they're also 
doing their own interpretations and like yeah. more like a, a men's football 2.0 a, a, I think is the best way I can really describe it is that it's, they just make it better than it already is. VAR, the problem with the VAR is we have these errors like we can talk about this all day. We talked about it at the Champions League and the, the delay, uh, the fact that Laura went up. We were waiting for the VAR to clear up after Jim beat his goal. Then 20 seconds later, Laura goes off, get injured with an ACL injury. It, it, it's it's just one of those issues. And um, But I, 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 let's just take that off the table because Steena was basically from minute one, she was she was the predator. She was mm. hunting down that team left, right and centre because she wanted to go go and score as many goals as she could. She could have had three, she could have had four, she could have had probably a double hat-trick by the end of it. But it was just not to be in the end. But I think the fact that we scored all, all of our goals in that first half, it was almost like, right, pressure's off now. They've got to try and do it. But because of the, the formation we had in the end, nothing really came about about it from Brighton. No, completely. I, I do wish she had got a hat trick. Um, she definitely, definitely deserved it in those opening minutes. That's for sure. Um, I think I was, yeah, I was sitting on John Sinclair TV when that happened, talking as men's football, and I was also screaming my head off about the game. Um, so that was that was good fun. Um, and then the third goal came from Frida Leards and Marnham. Um, Maritz picks her out in the six-yard box, then she nods it home. I mean, Adam, how criminal is it for Brighton to give Frieda, Leonard and Marnham that much space? It was really bizarre to watch because there was no leap. There was no flying Jen Beattie in the air, salmon thumping <laughs> header. It was just, oh, the ball's there. I'm just going to lean over and just nudge it slightly with my head and it's gone yeah. in. It was it was appalling defending. And it was it was not just, they, they, didn't, they didn't defend the first cross. The cross, the cross comes over. Didn't then defend the second one. It was really, and the move had happened about a few seconds early because McKay. Is he gone again? Yeah, I think so. We've lost him again. Oh, um. He is making a good point though, because yeah. I, I have a feeling they were probably too worried about Steena yeah. at that point that they were trying to double up on her, and they didn't actually. Funny enough, they were all. The Brighton defence were actually behind Steena. <laughs> and so there we go. Go on, Adam. Oh, oh no, no, we've lost. He's lost. We've completely lost him again. All right, sorry. Continue, Matt. Oh yeah, just free. Just Freed has basically just walked in, and she's being able to head it. Had Frieda missed it, I think Steena would have got the hat trick. But yeah, but there's was... no way that you should be giving Frieda Leonard's and Marnham that much space, no. especially with, with what she's done this season with two worldies. And most of her goals have been vital for every game. Um, so, no, definitely, I think Touching Adam has words. returned. Touching wood completely. Come on, Adam. Uh, Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes. No, very robotic, unfortunately. Um, it's just not... I do apologise, everybody. Adam's Wi-Fi is not having any of this tonight no. tonight at all for us. Um, but I'm going to... At 3-0, did you think it was game over, Matt? Well, usually it does. 
mean the game's over. But I, th- I think a lot of us wanted wanted to carry it on. Goal difference could mean the difference at the end of the season. Obviously, um, we could have won the league on goal difference last season had it gone down to that. But it didn't happen. Um, but again, at this stage, it is one of those things where all these possibilities are an option. I think I should pass it on off to Adam actually before he loses the Wi Fi again. Well, I was going to say the goal difference we've seen with the Chelsea games, they've won the two on the trot, absolute batterings. They've completely swung the goal difference their way. And for certainly for their title challenges, goal difference could be crucial. With what At the we moment, got Man- they're currently level. So if they level on points, it's a tie. Exactly. So with Man City, if if we beat Everton, we go three points clear. But we've got a very tricky game at the weekend, as have they. And yeah. I think there is every possibility that the, the top three could go down to goal difference. And if that's the case, we need to make sure we're ahead of the curve. I think we are now. I yeah. think do have a lead, and hopefully we can extend it against Everton. But I, I think it could easily be that you know we Man City when us could be tied last game of the season, and points difference will be everything. So. Um, no, good that we got a good, uh, got a third, got the fourth goal in, stretched that lead, and kept the clean sheet in the second half. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, we don't. As, that's why I was a bit annoyed with the Leicester win because the Leicester win was a one nil, but that was a chance for us to again get some goals in and get get a stretch that. No, absolutely. Um, obviously, the next goal came from them. Oh, she's got her first WSL goal, and that is Victoria Pulova finally. Um, the amount of time she's hit the woodwork this season, I'm glad she managed to do it. Um, so three little yards and Marnham um, had the vision and like the perfect weight of her pass over to a very fast-moving Victoria Pullover on the move. Um, and she just trumps it, trumps it home um, beyond Walsh. And I think, for me, that was game over for them. Unfortunately, it looks like we've lost our head. Oh, no, he's back again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Go on. Um, yeah, I was going to say I loved it because obviously I'm, I'm a big Pullover fan, and um, yeah, very much love that goal. Very sort of Saka near post smash, I thought, um, and uh, I think they caught the keeper out as well because I think the keeper was expecting the low cross, like um, for us, like like she did for Steena in the Champions League game. So um, yeah, very much loved that goal, and it's been in the post for a long time. She deserved that goal. She's had quite a few chances. Obviously, she scored against Leeds in the FA Cup, but that's a different kettle of fish. In those big games, she's had chances and she's not taken them, and she deserved um, that one. Really, really, really pleased for her that she um, she's got off. She's she's you know opened a WSL account, shall we say? And yeah, a fourth goal just before half time was was brilliant. We're finally getting to see this player that we saw. At the W uh, at the uh, Euros, nearly said said mm. something. I don't know why then, <laughs> but um, it, it, I, I, I find it quite cheeky as well because essentially Walsh has come off her line, and because she's come off the line, she's allowed that little area. It's a window of opportunity. She's opened up. So mm. it's almost like the, you're keeping. You got the keeper off the um, off guard, and that's how you scored. But it's the it's the same thing that I've been saying about Frida Marnham that she kind of needs to take these opportunities to learn when to pass, mm. and she got it spot on. And I'm happy for her, happy for Victoria Pulover because she's been outstanding for the last couple of weeks yeah. as well. She got player of the match for this one as well. So she did, she did. Because last time I think it was just the supporters club voted, but this was actually the Sky Award. Yeah. Um, I'd say that finish shows real sort of football intelligence, recognizing 
that the keeper has, has shifted and is you know, preempting, recognising there's a chance. That's not just a smash and hope. That's realising the situation and the optimum um, decision to be made there. And it was a, a cracking finish. Um, so, yes, very happy at half time, 4 0 up. And um, at that point, everything looked like it was going to, you know, it was going to be okay. No, absolutely, completely agree with both of you there. Um, but it was really one way traffic. Uh, like the half time stats just basically summed up the whole game for me. I mean, our possession was 69%. We had seven shots, four big chances, two missed big chances. 311 accurate passes, eight which is converts into 89%, no fouls and one offside. Yeah. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah. An offside that wasn't offside. I completely agree with you there because I was really disappointed in that. Hmm. But I've got, I think someone who does need to be talking about is Super Sub Geo. Hmm. I mean, she came on, she was absolutely everywhere, but unfortunately... Um, a collision with uh, Zoe Morse um, ended up taking her off again. So yeah. she was only on for a short time. What did you make of her performance, Adam? Uh, for the time she was on the pitch. Yeah, this is, well, yes. Um, this is a bit of a mixed one, really, because I sort of have mixed feelings over it because I think individually Gio looked sharp, great, fast, pressing, leading the attacks. And you're thinking, oh, maybe there could be her... her first goal for Arsenal she's yet to go mm-hmm. off the mark you know she has come close hit the bar against Spurs um and certainly to the moment you're thinking this could be good the problem was is that we actually sacrificed a defender to bring Gio one we um stuffed Haffer off uh which is fair enough Haffer's to run off games we don't have a runner you know we don't have to have a you know a season-ending injury but the problem was that we then changed our shape we then went to a back four with Beatty and Lottie in the centre and all of a sudden the game which was in our control just went wide open just yeah. Brighton were having chances, we were having chances, it became a basketball game. And I was more concerned the fact that I thought we'd actually concede the goal rather than actually a score score yeah. another one. Um, so it became really chaotic. Um, and that's not saying that's Geo's fault. Um, just I don't think the tactical change was the right one. Um, I think maybe um, maybe you would be better off bringing on, um, bringing, if she were, he was going to bring Geo on, bring her on for something maybe like someone like Cool, maybe like Pullover. Um yeah, so I, I was I was excited because we haven't seen much of Geo. So everything that we do yeah. see is always almost hyper exciting because we don't know when we're yeah. going to see it again. It's like a pocket full of mystery. Exactly. It's, um, it's, it's like that once 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 every few weeks that treat and then it just then you just take it away and it disappears. Yeah, it's sort like, of thing. It's like a snow at Christmas. You think, oh, yeah. got snow. We haven't that yeah. for a while. That's I can't wait. You know, oh, Geo is on. Excellent. We haven't seen much of her. But yeah, again, it's all potential, all promise. But so far, nothing has come of it yet. Um, I think she does need a bit more time for me. I mean, it does take a season to settle down. I know yeah. some have settled better than others, but I think she's she's got a chance to. And she and plus her age works against her. I feel sometimes. Um. So, but another another two player did players did return, and that is Te- uh, Caitlin Ford, who is back and up and running again. Yeah. And also Taya Goldie. Mm. Uh, which I can currently see Matt's face lighting up. Um, so what are your thoughts on Teo being back? Well, the reason why you, I, I was smiling was because you were mentioning Geo, and I, I'm out of all Sorry. three of us, so I've seen the, what I've seen her the most amount of times. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
she is a really good player. All I've all I've got to say on that subject is you lucky what's it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice for a goal. <laughs> it, it it's so nice to see like when she comes back and she does that. She is basically a, ter- a mini terrier um, when she does play. But to go back on point about the uh, when players coming back from injuries, Taya went out to Watford last season, and then February last year got an ACL injury out for the rest of the season it's taken she had bearing in mind that she's been fit for months and months and months she's only just come back now towards the end of this season shows that this this isn't just an ongoing issue it's an issue that we need to address when it comes to Beth when it comes to Viv when it comes to Leah when it comes to Laura how we deal with them in the future how should we have these issues going further forward um but it was great to see Taylor come on. It was great to see Caitlin come on as well. But both of them coming back from injuries themselves. Um, both of them coming back from injuries. Uh, I think there's one more that you have, you haven't mentioned. I will uh, her. She's on my list because it's a debut. There is uh, one more. Um, but, great to see that, um, that as well because all of a sudden there's this buzz now and it's. I think everyone's. It's almost like. Even though we find ourselves potentially out of a title race, we're still buzzing from something. We're not like um, cut two years ago where we cut to where we were third in the champion and we just got scraped by into the Champions League spots. Yeah, we're still finding things that are making us feel excited again. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. And the player that uh, Matt was just referring to is Freya Godfrey. Um, while Michelle Adjamang is having the time of her life and scoring two goals for the under-17s in the uh, women's Euros, uh, well, the under-17 women's Euros, I should say, um, Freya Godfrey got her opportunity to come on for a few minutes. Um, she's, I believe she's just won a trophy with her academy team, if I remember rightly. Is that right, Matt? Ipswich, she was on loan with, uh, so unfortunately yeah. she missed out on promotion. Uh. Yeah, no. But what did you make of the minutes that she was on, Adam? Um, again, because she had so little minutes, not much to really pass judgment on. Yeah. Um, she didn't do anything stupid. I mean, didn't score <laughs> an own goal. Um, yeah, nothing nonsense like that. Um, by that time, the game had pretty much expired. You know, the jig was up. But mm-hmm. both sides knew which way the, the game was going. Um, I think the more important thing is is to get them to have minutes on the pitch, um, even if it was only five at the end. Mm. Uh, but at least they'll they feel they know they've got they potentially got a place in this team going forward. And um, if these players are as talented as we hope, um, we're going to want them to stick around. The yeah, interview no. she gave 100%. afterwards as well was great. I don't know if you've seen that video on uh, um, It's on my watch list. It's bookmarked. Mm. I haven't got round to it unfortunately. <laughs> um, I won't spoil it, but it is a really <laughs> nice way. One, it, it comes across as almost like a very Leah Williamson sort of video if i'm honest oh, like wow. she's talking it, it, it's like they're one of our own like they get this and the, the fact that it's a small yeah. step that's one thing i love about academy players they know what it means to play for this club and it's it's why certain men's players are absolutely treasured and it's why leah's treasured mm. kim little is treasured because they know what it's like they've been around for that long between kim and Leah. it's yeah they know what it means to play for us and we love them for it. Um, so we are now going to move on to our Everton preview for tomorrow or tonight, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Um, so our head-to-head record um, out of 20 games, we've beat them 18 times. 
drawn once and lost once against them. So... (laughs) Sorry about that, everybody. My Alexis decided to randomly start talking to itself. Um, So in in the last five games... um, with Everton, whoever whoever does play them, both teams have ended up scoring. It has been there has been some close score lines in there. I think there was a three-two from Chelsea this season as well. Um, unfortunately, Everton didn't get that last goal. Um, but the mo- like the momentum today against Everton after after one one sort of mauling, do you think they're going to be looking to get back on their feet, Matt? You're coming back to the uh, Everton expert, basically, at this point. Yes, I am. You live there. I am. Well, Um, you do do live up there, plus the fact that you're there most of the time as well. You are Northern Correspondent. Waterhall Park is such a unique stadium. It is basically, it's a free-for-all standing stadium. There's only one stand where you can sit down. And for anyone that doesn't know... Um, I love going there. Whenever I go there, I really enjoy it because of the interactions with the players, the fact that you can, you're you just sit in there and everything that goes on between. So I won't bore people with the details because <laughs> it'll be too much. But Everton this season, they've especially after last season, the way it panned out after spending X amount of money, um, it not panning out for them, nearly getting relegated this season. They decided to do something different. Brian Sorensen coming in, he was going to be their manager to try and change things up. And, and they've done really well for themselves this season. The fact that they've got Emily Ramsey on goal, in goal, as well as Courtney Brosnan, Emily Ramsey, Ramsey play, um, currently on loan from Man United. You've got uh, Aggie Beaver-Jones on loan from Chelsea. You've got Jess Park, who's out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. She's from Man City. Geo came from came uh, came went to Everton. She decided to go to Everton. She had other options, and it just kind of speaks volumes of about where Everton are at the moment. And they are a lot better as they were, but at the same time, they've also been their own downfall because Gabby George is out for the rest of the season because of an injury. You've got Jess Park out for the rest of. The season rest of the season with an injury so it's almost like this Everton squad is very depleted but you look at some of those games they do like to run those games more closely than they have been in the past um I think for me personally although they're depleted they've still got that quality like we do hmm. um I know when you watch I know where I watched them play before they like to go down the wing so Noel Maritz and Steph Catley are going to have to be on their toes or Katie Katie and Noel will have to be on their toes this weekend, I feel. Um, but, yeah, no, just it's going to be an interesting game for me. I mean, Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford are in contention. Obviously, they've got one more training session before it's convert, confirmed. Again, Lena Hertig, one game too soon in Jonas's words. But Gio will be back, which is the good news. Is, um, is Lord Meyer still playing for Everton? Yes. Yes, that's... That's another one to look out for. Ex Arsenal, she might want to, might see her play. Yeah, um, or she she could she could do a, is it an, an Emma Mitchell that scored <laughs> for us? Um, you never know. Hopefully, hopefully not. I don't wish that on any player, but it is kind of funny. But Adam, what are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow? Well, I'm quite intrigued by it because, 
Yeah, um, they um, they went for it big last season. You know, they thought, well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna muscle into this top three, and they ended up having their um, their their asses handed to them. Really, they they did. They had a bit of a nightmare of a season. Went through, I think, three different managers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad they got a level. They've almost sort of accepted their position, thinking, okay, we're not the next Manchester City. We can't just throw money, especially with there is no money anymore with their club. With them, they you know, we know the financial issues they've got at the moment. I'm glad they got level stability, sort of exception there. We'll just go for mid-table, WSL, steady, you know, and it's, it's been right for them, actually. I think mid-table, that's about right for them. They're a tough prospect. Um, there was, I, I remember when we scraped um, top three about two seasons ago, we had to get a win at Everton's ground, and it took a last gasp, Kim Little penalty to yeah, do it. The the last kick of the game, that was it. That's what got us into the top three. And I think it'll be something similar. I say I think it'll be something similar. I thought... We do these predictions and we're always wrong. You know, I thought it was going to be a tight game against Brighton and we, we, we gave him a walloping. I thought we were going to wallop Leicester and it was a tight game. So what do I know? Um, but I do think Everton will give us a game. They're always competitive, as, as sort of Matt says. They, they're always competitive. They will, they will, there's, there's, a stru- there's a discipline, I think, to their play, structurally-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be easy. And we'll, we'll just have to, to play well with the players that we've got available. We can win this game. We should win this game. Um, if if we play as well we can, um, hopefully Leo Volti's back fit. She's got a very illness. Uh, could celebrate maybe that contract with a uh, with a goal. Would be nice. Another goal on Merseyside. Actually, yeah. one scored earlier this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I'm confident we can win this game. Um, but it's it's not going to be easy, and we'll need the players to step up again to do it. Oh no, definitely. But the thing is, we, there's one thing we can confirm is with those girls, they're playing for the play, for the players who can't play. Oh yeah. And I think that <laughs> yeah. just fires them on even further. I mean, we we all saw that Champions League semi-final, the devastation, but mm. they worked their socks off for mm. nearly 120 minutes. Um, well, they're not just playing for the. I should say, we're not just playing for their teammates. They're playing because they know they need to play even harder to get the chance to go again. Yeah. Because they know exactly. what that journey That's was that like, too. and they want that journey again. Oh yeah, no, 100%. I mean, there's three games left. Mathematically. We could finish second or third, depending on how how Chelsea and Man United go for the next two. Well, three for Chelsea, two for Man United. Mm. Um, but it also depends on what City do to Man United this weekend. Is, so, is the title completely mathematically gone now? Um, no. For us, it could be. It depends on how we perform at Chelsea for me, personally. Yeah, it depends on yeah. Chelsea's that's, that's the key game for us out of all of them, but I mean, I don't think we're going to win the title. I should have clarified that. I, I think yeah. the title's gone. Mathematically, <laughs> technically, mathematically, if the other two teams ahead of us blunder, which is not likely, <laughs> it could happen. But I can see us staying in third and and keeping City away from us. That is that, the most important thing for me. That is the thing. And that's what I see it going. I see it us third, um, City fourth. That's what I hope. Yeah. And I think if, that is, if we are to get Champions League, that is how I think it will pan yeah. out. Yeah, Jonas is looking at this at one game at a time. Of course he is. But it's one cup final at a time for me, Matt. Do you agree? Yeah, it is. I know you haven't asked for our predictions, but if I was to give a prediction on this one, I think it would be another 1-0 Arsenal game. Um, But this, I think the, the... you look at some of these games this season, you look at some games that you've looked at, some of them we should have won, some of them we've lost uh, or should have gotten some points away from. You look at some, some of the surprises, Liverpool got going and beaten City 2-1. Um, 
earlier on this week, this month, um, even Liverpool beating Chelsea at the start of the season. Again, a game I was there for. Well, um, you mentioned it before. It, <laughs> uh, just if you look at this this um, t- this season as a whole, it's been mm-hmm. so uh, so. I think it's not just post Euros. It's I think it's amplified the fact that there is more appreciation for women's football now, even when we have. The problem is now we have women's football weekend with non-league football weekend. So that the next step would be to separate the two. So then we can have this weekend of celebration instead of the compete. If we're having, um, uh, say, Barnet uh, competing with Bournemouth and Arsenal women for for people to come watch their games. Yeah. It shouldn't be the case. But... Um, uh, it's been a really good season and it's not over yet but I think we're all accepting that we're expecting to finish third this season based on this at the moment but you never know um, should anyone slip up um, I'm sure we'll be there to pounce that's for sure I know I completely agree with that um, I think the highlight or the the absolutely horrible take of Jonas's interview for me I believe it was someone from the Telegraph Susie Rack would not be impressed um apparently Chelsea are gonna win the treble yeah they're gonna win is it the, the Premier League the um the the Champions FA, League which they're the yeah FA Cup and the Conti Cup Jonas Jonas response was I think we've already won that so yeah. Yeah, I think that's really poor absolutely appalling journalism personally it's like do your research i mean if this is the telegraph i mean we should do say better. we should say allegedly because we have no yes. evidence this was precise yes. telegraph and we don't want to be the done the bible yeah. um. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is this person asked a few questions and i did not catch who it was because normally when you hear tim stillman speaking you know it's tim and there's a few other regulars that are in there mm. and i do think it was one of the regulars unfortunately but it was just a treble where are you getting this from they're not getting the Champions League that's not going to happen because that's Wolfsburg and Barcelona we've yeah. beaten this season they've won the FA Cup all, that, all that's left is the league it's it is a blunder it's a blunder but, they, but as I also say it's, it's also human error I've tweeted things and yeah. it's only when people have tweeted back to say you've, you've quoted the opposition's goalkeeper mm-hmm. in your tweet and so, oh, yeah, you, yeah you, you do you know lose your words maybe he meant double and you know got his words frazzled or whatever yeah. but um yeah it was really I, th- I do feel it was really hard for Jonas not to react to it I would have thought that, I his face, the laughter because normally he's got a cool cool calm voice and he wanted mm. to sit there and laugh like what you're talking about and he had to keep his composure I think he really did really well on that personally I, I think he was stunned by the stupidity of the question to actually yeah. react it was like you know really normally like matter managers you'll laugh it off and they'll make a joke out of it and yeah. sort of you know it'll be, but it was sort of the, the way he sort of just stone faced it and it's like yeah. what what trouble is this <laughs> yeah it, it, it actually it reminds me of a twitter post that i saw today of a Barca, barcelona fan mocking arsenal i mean like barcelona have obviously won both both men and women won the leagues congratulations um, to them and then uh, you had i think a, i think it was maybe a german team running their league and then it said in england then you have arsenal and i'm like we've won a trophy this season what are you talking about yeah <laughs> we yeah, posted you, our pictures in you can't win a conti cup in, in spain you know it's the no. most prestigious of all trophies <laughs> exactly. you don't get tired of winning it 
No, exactly. But it's just it's a case of just looking at things as a whole. It doesn't matter how small the trophy is. It's a bit of silverware in the cupboard at the end of the day, for me, yeah, personally. Hopefully it'll be in the trophy room when we go next go on the Arsenal tour. Yeah, but the thing is, in the Arsenal tours, they don't show off the Champions League trophy. They don't make you stop and listen. No, they don't. They do not. I've been on three recent tours. Nope. When I went on a tour the other day, the Women's Champions League trophy was in a cabinet and I was able to see it and get a photo of it. Yeah, no, but they're all in one one cabinet together. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, the tour guys just walk past it. They don't say anything. Oh. Unless you know what you're looking at. Oh, when I went, there was no tour guide. There was just an audio headset. Uh, oh, you I, went on the headset. Oh, okay. I had Lee Dixon talking to me, and then we stopped li- yeah. listening to Lee Dixon, and we just yeah. walked around ourselves and made our own observations. Yeah, no, 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 I get that. I mean, obviously, Lucy, who's been on, who has been on here on the podcast before, is now one of our tour guides at Arsenal. So exactly. she is going to make a point of reminding people of the Arsenal women's history, oh. which is always amazing. Congratulations, um, Lucy. Yeah, no, definitely. So massive congratulations, Luce. Enjoy every moment of it. But getting to Matt's favourite part of the show, he's already jumped the gun with a 1-0 win to the Arsenal. Adam, what is your score prediction? I'm going for 2-1. Ooh. Yeah, I could be pushed for 3-1, but I'm going to keep my power dry and keep it as a 2-1. Um, I just think it's. I think we'll get goals, but I think it'll be close. And I think it's going to be mm-hmm. 90 minutes and we're going to be watching between our fingers. Um, which means, of course, we'll win 5-0. Um, oh, great. That's going to be stress. I'm so, so tomorrow you're predicting... Oh, no, I'm not even going to even gonna say it because it's Wednesday night and I'm usually talking Premier League football. Yeah. So I'm going to be watching through my fingers while trying to talk about men's football. Great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. No, for me, it's going to be 3-1 to the Arsenal. Um, every point counts at this Absolutely. point. I want City as far away from us as possible, especially if they do something to Man United over the weekend. Mm. That's that's what makes me worried. Even if it's just one point away, keeping them away, we next, can't afford to drop points, in my opinion. Next weekend is so the narratives are so intertwined. It feels like even if we win, we we could lose. It's exactly. it's so it's so like, in terms of like what our desires are for other teams and how they want to do. It's it's like a Shakespearean tragedy in some sense. Um, I don't know how we're going to feel by the end of it. As long as we do what we can do. That's all that matters because we can't be in a position where we want Arsenal to lose a game for the, for other teams. It has to be. We have to win. That's it. And then everything else will just sort itself out and we'll have to accept it when it comes. Uh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, I couldn't put that back myself. But that is us for tonight. We're wrapping up nice and early um, for, <laughs> for once, which is a bit odd for us because like, we can sit here and talk all night about the girls for sure. But, boys, thank you for joining me tonight. Um been a blast as always um there will be a new podcast out on thursday night um doing a bit early because i have got weekend events that i am attending so make sure you join us back on thursday and for now enjoy the game wherever you're watching it and come on you gunners Mm -hmm.